0: Welcome back to Zillennials Podcast. Today on Zillenials, we're going to be talking about apartment decor.
1: So Kaylee, I know you've been doing a lot of research into interior design lately. What are some trends that you've noticed? So there are two major categories
0: that I've noticed in terms of design, especially for apartments and spaces that you're living in. So the first one is upcoming trends, and the second one is things that are going out of style. So let's talk about some upcoming trends first. So something that I've noticed a lot is biophilic design, which essentially is when you're putting all of the plants into your apartment or your living space in order to add like some really nice texture and some greenery to just kind of spice up your space. So
1: Lian, do you like to keep plants in your living space? I think I like the look of plants. I don't really keep them because my cat likes to eat plants. So it's not really the best option. Um, also, I I kind of have a trouble like keeping them alive. So there's that.
0: I kind of struggle with keeping them alive, too. It's a little bit difficult for me. So I have a couple of plants that I'm able to keep alive, but they all have to be like really easy to grow. So a couple of plants that I thought were really good for growing in apartments, aloe is one that I really like, especially if you're in a place that's sunny. It usually doesn't die. But then again, I did kill my aloe plant in Kentucky. I don't really know how. It was in my room, and then I moved it out into our main living area, and then it died, and then I put it outside, and then it died more. Some other ones that are good to grow in apartments are herbs. I especially like herbs because you can, you know, use them for cooking, but I have yet to successfully grow any. Every time I try, they always die. Um, And scallions because... Those you can keep alive in just water, although they do tend to get, like, a little bit smaller as they keep growing. But, yeah, when you get your scallions from the grocery store, you can actually put them into water, and then they'll just continue to grow.
1: I try actually, in quarantine, I tried that. I think it was, like, in the phase of quarantine where, like, everyone's baking and trying new hobbies and stuff. Um, the scallions went pretty well, but then I never – used them for the cooking and then they kind of got a little sad um i've also tried succulents twice and the first time they it died like i tried to replant it and it died and so then with the second succulent i had i got succulent soil and i replanted him, and he also died oh no <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah, and what I don't understand is people are always like, oh, get succulents because they're super easy. And I think what happened is when I got the second one, we went to like a little plant store and they're saying, oh, like, you know, sometimes people overwater their succulents and that's why they die. So the second time I was really careful to not overwater and it still died. So I don't think succulents are easy.
0: Yeah, I haven't tried growing a succulent I kind of want to, but I haven't tried it yet. I hear one of the things that's really nice about succulents, though, is you can just like break off one of their little leaves and then you just, you know, put them in a little bit of water and then you can propagate them and build a whole nother succulent, which I think is so cool because then you could just have like an army of succulents in your apartment. So I think that would be really fun.
1: That's a nice way to get some new plants on a budget. I know. I'm like, that's the type of plants I need in
0: my life. Ones that can just like repopulate themselves. Perfect.
1: I do have a bamboo plant that has stayed alive for about a year. It's starting to yellow, you know, at the edges, which is kind of sad. It's also really tricky because my cat Sam likes to eat bamboo. So I have to put it up high and out of the way.
0: Are there any plants that Sam doesn't like to eat? Like, have you noticed a trend where he will not eat certain plants?
1: Not sure. And I feel like it's like the type of thing where it's easier just not to have them because obviously some plants are poisonous. And so it's easier to just not have them. But it's kind of funny because we obviously have plants outside and my mom likes to plant zinnias every year. And one year, Sam, he decided to go up and take a big chomp out of one of the leaves. I think he sometimes eats the petals too. I don't know. But- we were kind of like, oh, is this okay? And we Googled it, and it's apparently one of the plants that's okay for cats. So he was pretty smart on that one. That's good. That's
0: good. I see that he's getting a nice, balanced vegetarian diet. I love it. Um, a couple other trends that I came across that I thought were really interesting is this whole trend of things being granny chic also called the grand millennial trend, which I thought was such a funny name for it. But the reason why they call it that is because it's like you feature a whole bunch of older things in your home. So like maybe some old china, some old patterns, old wallpaper, and you focus on making them a little bit more modern and updated with things like abstract art, or, you know, a couple pieces that are more clean lines, which I thought was kind of weird, but I mean, if it works, it works. So I just thought that was one of the most interesting ones that I came across for upcoming trends.
1: Yeah, I think that's personally not my style. Not really into those types of things. But one thing I think is interesting is the resurgence of wallpaper. Because I remember wallpaper, like, it used to be really big. And then there was a period where everyone was taking their wallpaper off. And I think at some point someone told me, it was like, oh, don't put wallpaper up. Like, just don't do it. And now everyone's putting wallpaper up again. Yeah, I know. Everybody's putting wallpaper up again, and it's crazy. And
0: one of the things that I've seen a lot on, like, design shows, because sometimes I watch design shows when I'm grading papers and stuff, um, is they'll use it as, like, an accent wall. So it's like an accent wall of wallpaper, which I think is a really interesting way to use it.
1: I think that's how you should use wallpaper, especially if it's, like, super patterned, because I feel like if it's super patterned and it's on all four walls – It just gets to be a bit too intense. I agree. I feel like if it's subtle and on all four
0: walls, it's okay. But I haven't really come across very many, if any, that I've liked like that, where it's subtle enough that it can be on all four walls. I think that, like you were saying, you should use it kind of like an art piece where it's just to emphasize a certain point in the
1: room. Have you? I don't know what the name of it is right now because I can't remember. But there's this British design show on Netflix. Have you seen it? It's basically like Bake Off, but for interior design. And I feel like they were always putting wallpaper up on things.
0: You know, I think that's the one that I watched, actually.
1: I remember the girl, spoiler alert, if anybody <laughs> was planning on watching this show that I can't remember the name of. Um, a girl who's like kind of into more like Victorian style and always said the word chuffed one, if that helps. Oh, I don't know. I do remember there
0: was a girl who was very into Victorian style. The person who stood out to me, though, was the person who was, like, the carpenter who could, like, build whatever he wanted for the space because I thought that was so cool. I was like, that is goals. I want to be able to build whatever the heck I want for a space. Like, that sounds so fun.
1: I'm just trying to get the name of this. Okay. Interior Design Masters. Yeah, yeah, I
0: did watch it, yes. So I know that they used wallpaper a lot there. One of the things that... is also becoming more trendy is peel and stick or removable wallpaper which is kind of like the contact paper of wallpaper or the contact yes it's kind of like the contact paper of wallpaper if you will because it's not meant to be permanent
1: i think that's a great way to go because i think doing the whole traditional wallpaper with a bunch of wallpaper paste is a really big commitment and then also especially if you're renting or something it's a way to add some like spice to your space without having to like do anything permanent
0: oh agreed I thought about actually doing a wall in my apartment like that but the only wall that I could put it on is like a really big wall and I was like I don't want to get that much wallpaper just because that can be a little bit costly but I did think about doing that for my space especially because like the carpet in my apartment sometimes it looks brown but other times it looks kind of pinkish, kind of like cat vomit. And so (laughs) I was like, I need something to take the attention away from the color of the carpet. And so I thought about doing like an accent wall to kind of distract. That would be cool. I know also for peel and stick wallpaper, one of the things that's really nice about it, like you said, is that you don't have to use like the paste with it. It does make me wonder, though, how easy it is to take down, because I know that when I was a kid... We had to take down the wallpaper in my parents' office space. And so I remember we spent days like running this little tool over that would cause little tears in the wallpaper
1: and then steaming it all off. I think it would depend on the quality of the removable wallpaper, kind of like... I feel like the quality of removable stickers, like some come off no problem and some of them don't work at all. So I think it'd be something you need to do research on and make sure it's a brand that is easily removable and you can kind of just peel it off like a sticker. Definitely. I think if it's uh, below five stars,
0: I don't want it in my home because I don't want to have to deal with, especially if I'm living in an apartment, I do not want to have to deal with trying to steam my walls and take that off and
1: not damage the wall. I think that would be a little bit too much for me. Well, I feel like it would defeat the purpose of the benefits of removable wallpaper if you end up damaging the wall, taking it off. Oh, yeah, definitely. So a couple more things
0: that are a little bit more trendy right now are kind of things that are a little bit more like a blast from the past. So, for example, patterned tiles are really big which I have some feelings about. So especially for kitchens, they're saying that pattern tiles, like for your backsplash, are supposed to be really in right now. But I look at that and I think that that's going to be so passe in a couple of years. Like you're going to cringe that you did that because it's going to look really bad. It's going to really date your home if you do that. What do you think, Leanne?
1: I think I'm just not a big pattern person in general. So like... I don't think I'd want to do that in my kitchen. I think maybe like we were saying with the wallpaper, if it was like a subtle pattern, then it could work. But I think like you were saying is with a lot of these trends, if you do them, it will date a home. Yeah. And I think that if you do something like that,
0: that's not as timeless. It makes it really hard for you in the future if you're trying to like – sell your place, I think that it can be really difficult to get rid of a place that looks dated.
1: I can see how it would make it hard to sell, but I also think it's kind of stupid that it makes it hard to sell for cause like for temporary things like that that can be fixed. Like people say, oh, I don't want to buy this home because the backsplash is ugly. And I'm like, you can just change it.
0: Yeah, I think it's less of a big deal if the home is like less expensive because then it's like the money that you saved on the home you can go and you can put towards those renovations but i feel like there's also like a little bit of a fear that well what if i renovate it and they find an issue and then i have a bigger issue that i have to fix that i didn't know about and it's going to be extra costly or at least for me that's what my fear would be about doing something like that and undergoing that sort of a renovation
1: fair i mean i think if it's a big enough problem you'll probably find it find out sooner or later
0: So a couple of things that are really in that I really like are wicker and rattan furniture. I love the look of it. However, I think that it's extremely uncomfy. So I have this sort of like love-hate relationship with it because it looks really nice. It looks really cute. Plus, it's very easy to move because it's very light. But I feel like it's not that comfy.
1: I think when I was little, I had one of those like kid chairs that was like a white wicker chair and it had like a cushion but I don't really remember it that well but I think I can see what you're saying about it not being very comfortable because I know with that chair it was like there's a cushion on the part you sat on but the back of the chair was not cushioned, so you were kind of pushing your back into this I guess kind of textured wood yeah I just feel like it would be not as
0: comfy plus I always worry about like the sturdiness of it like, if you have a chair made of solid wood, I feel like it's um, it's a little bit easier to kind of move around and not worry about it so much. But I feel like with Rattan, it can be pretty fragile. And so I think that that's something that kind of holds me back from loving that trend as much as I would like to.
1: I can see that, too, because it's like you don't want to just get stuff that's not comfortable and you're not going to use. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Leon, what would be your ideal home or your personal style
1: okay i think it's kind of funny because over the years i think the list of things that i add gets longer because that used to be like oh i just want this one thing and then that's slowly grown um i think my overall style would probably be like kind of that country contemporary style but a kind of more 60 40 split with like kind of leaning more towards the modern and? end with kind of more like country for like I don't know I just seen pictures of it and I really like how homey it feels but I also like the look of the um the wood with kind of like the more iron industrially looking like legs or whatever um so I think that's what I would base it off of and then the main thing of my wish list is with the kitchen. I want a kitchen island. I've always wanted one. I, don't, I think since I was like maybe at least like 10 or something. It's been a really long time. I want an island where I think you could kind of eat breakfast there. So it would have stools. And then maybe I don't know if it would have the sink in there or just like prep area. And then the other thing I've always wanted was one of those window seats with like the nice plush cushions and some pillows and I want to read there. Those are my two main things that I want. A kitchen island and a window seat.
0: I 100% agree with you on the window seat idea. I just think about it and I'm like, oh, it'd be so nice because if you have a nice little window seat, you can put a whole bunch of comfy pillows there and then you can just spend your Sunday reading. Like that is my ideal weekend. You just sit and you read. And so I totally agree with you on the window seat. And I also agree on the kitchen appliances um, and the kitchen island. I think that having like a big kitchen space where you're able to prepare a lot of your food is a really big thing because you want to make sure that you're not running out of space, especially like if you're having people over. You want to make sure that you're having enough space to serve your food and also clean up and prep your food.
1: I think that kind of reminds me. Um. Like, I kind of like the open concept, but I wouldn't want something completely open concept. And I know, like, one of my aunts and uncles houses, the way it's kind of set up is that the kitchen and I don't know if it's like the family room or the living room are kind of one space. But then there's a more formal sitting room and the dining room are like their own individual rooms. And I kind of like that because... Like you were saying, if you're entertaining, people can hang out in the living room and you can be cooking in the kitchen and you can still socialize. But then you do have like an actual dining room and an actual like separated, more quiet living room.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think having an open concept with a couple of smaller spaces is really nice. And that's something that I found when I was like researching interior designing um, is something that's been really crucial this year, especially because of the pandemic and so many people working from home, they said that a lot of people are actually moving away from open concept because they want those individual spaces to work. And so I thought that that was really interesting because it reflects what's happening in our world right now.
1: I can see that. I don't know. I have mixed feelings because I think when you see it on a design show, it looks really nice. But I think in terms of living in it, I think, I think people need their own spaces. But you also need like a common gathering space. So I think like a mix is the ideal situation.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that having like one open area where if you're entertaining, everybody can kind of mingle and then a couple other smaller spaces where people could go for like a little bit more private conversation, I think is really nice. But I think that having at least one space that's open enough where everybody can sit around and chat is really something that I'd really like in my own space. What about for colors? Were there any colors that you liked?
1: I think in general, I'm more of a neutral color palette, but I think I also like colors, just no- nothing too bold. This is s- specifically talking about like for rooms. Like, this comes from a person who painted their room basically hot pink. I think eighth grade going into high school or something, thought it'd be a great idea to paint my room super duper pink because I was into pink. I loved it. And it was super fun and I, you know, I liked it at the time, but like as the years went on, I feel like it started to bother me a little only because it gives everything a pink glow. Like I would be working on homework and stuff and it's like the paper would be like tinged pink and I feel like I feel like now I would still paint my room pink, but maybe go for like a lighter, more baby pink.
0: Yeah, like keep it a little bit more subtle. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I feel like for me One thing that I'm really into in terms of like colors for rooms is I really like terracotta as a color, just because I think it's like kind of orangey, but it's neutral enough that you could actually go and put whatever other color you wanted with it. And I also really like a deep green, which is interesting because those are not colors that I would have thought I would be drawn to. But as time has moved forward, I'm more and more drawn to those things, but the color of the year this year, as stated by Pantone, which is um, a really big like color and painting company, is illuminating yellow and gray, which I do not like. I very much like yellow, but I do not think that I would want it in my home. I think that it's a very
1: exhausting color to look at. So how does this work when they pick two colors? Like, what's the point of picking two colors? They're like, these are the colors
0: that are going to be the really in-fashion hot colors that we're going to see all over everybody's homes for this year. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. Not this time.
1: I feel like I probably wouldn't use yellow. I don't know. Maybe at some, like, maybe in like a little kid's room, like a very light, like, pale, creamy yellow. But I don't think I'd use yellow very often. Um, I do kind of like Gray, more of like a light gray, maybe for like a sofa or something. Um, But I don't know if I'd paint a wall. Yeah, I feel like gray I can get behind a little bit more. But I've also heard that gray is like
0: on its way out from a source that I know of someone who is in the interior designing industry. Um, But I've heard that gray is kind of on its way out. And so are like bright white kitchens. So... I don't know. I think that they may have missed the mark this year, but that's just my opinion. So a couple other things that I really liked that kind of fit my own personal style is I really like comfy things, especially comfy couches and places to sit, because I feel like in your home, you should always want to feel like you can relax. And I kind of struggled with this earlier when I was decorating my apartment because I got a couch from Facebook Marketplace Um, and I remember I looked at it and I was like, yeah, it looks like a nice couch, you know, it's reasonably priced. And the people were like, yeah, it was our parents and they moved it along to us. And so we're kind of just trying to move it along. And, um, I remember it had these cushions on the back that made it feel like you could barely sit on the couch. Like you'd have to sit very straight and it really, really bugged me, like, to the point where I thought about going and reselling the couch because I was so upset with it. So, like, for two weeks while I had this couch, I was trying to think of what I could do to make myself like it better. So what I ended up doing is I ended up taking the cushions off of the back of the couch and then just putting some loose pillows there, per my mom's suggestion. And now I love it. Like, the couch is perfect. It's deep enough where it's not not bad, but... That's something that if you are somebody who has recently purchased a couch and if you feel that your couch is not comfy enough, I would highly recommend trying it. Try putting some loose pillows with your couch and taking off some of the pillows that it already has on there, especially for like the back.
1: I totally agree with that about couches because the one that my mom has is, well, even to begin with, you know how some couches like the back, like you were saying, the back cushions are just firm, even like after you've broken them in but the one that my mom has it's an old couch and to begin with it was kind of more like pillowy cushions and it's like the most comfortable thing ever yeah i
0: feel like you want like a comfy thing that you can lay down on like after a hard day at work you know and so i feel like comfort is a must when it comes to interior design and that also ties into like another thing that i think is very important for a house or a living space I feel like in your living room, personally, I would really want a nice soft carpet rather than hardwood, just because I think that hardwood can be a little bit less comfortable, especially for someone like me. Like I like to lay on the floor and do work on the floor. And so I'm like, if it's hardwood, sometimes I'll get cold or it's like not as comfy. But if it's carpet, I like it a little bit more.
1: I can see for your personal like setup because you like to work on the floor that makes sense. I've always been anti-carpet, and I feel like I always will be anti-carpet. I think there that it's just like there's too much potential for collecting dust. It's hard to get stains out of them. Like if you spill hot cocoa, it's so much easier to clean up off a of hardwood. And I find the whole process of like shamp- like shampooing your carpet and like the maintenance for a carpet just to be too overwhelming. <laughs> so that's why i don't like carpets i wouldn't mind like a nice plush like accent rug and i know there's this company that i've seen i can't remember the name of it but they does they made these rugs that you can wash in your washing machine at home
0: that's really nice do you know what else i've seen and i can't remember exactly where i saw this is i've seen if your rug is like too big to wash at home some people will bring it to like the car wash and wash it there, which I think is hilarious, but also like kudos
1: to you. That's very inventive. That's actually a really good tip. Um, I think just personally with my like the level of maintenance I want to do, I think if I had a rug, I'd, I'd go with one of those machine washable ones. I don't know how they work. It's like the rug part and then like I think there's this mat part and you basically just like peel them apart and then you can like toss the fluffy rug part. And you, I think you can also dry them in your dryer, which I feel like just makes everything so much easier.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that would be really good. See, okay, but my beef with rugs is this. I feel like if you have a rug, a lot of people have a coffee table, right? So your rug is going to be almost entirely taken up by your coffee table. So then you don't have a comfy rug to lay on. And so then the rug, all it serves is... A place to rest your coffee table and a place for your feet to be comfy, but it's not really, like, big enough for you to go and lay down on it.
1: Unless you got a rug specifically for you to lay down on. That's true. <laughs> you put the, No, this is what you would do. You would put the coffee table on the floor and then have your rug next to it and the people would be like, why isn't your rug under your coffee table? And then you talk about how you need to lie somewhere on the floor. Oh my gosh, you're
0: so right, Leanne. This is exactly how I should do my house in the future. I should have my coffee table to the side, and then that will be my space for laying down, is my rug. This is perfect. I love it.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I I see your point. I do think it's more comfortable to sit on the floor when it's rugged, but it's just, I don't know. It could be one of those myths and misconceptions that people have, but I just feel like they're more dusty, and I don't want to deal with it.
0: They definitely are a little bit more dusty. And it's also like you have to make sure that you'd get one that wears well. Like if you're getting a carpet, you don't want it to be just one solid color. Like you want there to be maybe like a couple speckles of another color in there because it helps to hide stains better. But I don't know. I just think that carpets are really comfy, especially for the living room. Everywhere else, for the most part, can be hardwood. Like I don't mind or the tile if it's like a bathroom. But I think that for like my living room, I would want a carpet. Okay,
1: I have a question for you then, since you're team carpet. What are your carpet maintenance tips? So
0: for carpet maintenance, just make sure that you vacuum it like every week. Um, if there's a stain, the main thing is you need to like blot it rather than like scrub it. Just because if you scrub it, it'll wear into the fibers more. Aside from that, I don't really have many good carpet maintenance tips. Like I would say every once in a while, get it professionally cleaned just because you don't want it to like get nasty or have like a carpet cleaner that you use yourself. But I really don't think they're that much maintenance. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've never really lived in a home that had hardwood floors for a living space or like a living area. Aside from like the kitchen,
1: I feel like that could be it too. Cause I feel like this might just come from a preference of like, cause the house I grew up in was all hardwood, except for like the kitchen and the bathroom. And so it could be just a thing that I'm used to. But I do think, I do think just cleaning wise, it's easier. But now I'm just repeating myself. But I feel like, okay,
0: I feel like if you have a wooden floor, I feel like you have to sweep it. All the time, because otherwise, you always feel like you have stuff on your feet and it feels really gross.
1: That's true. But if you think about it, if you have carpet, there's still stuff in the carpet. You just can't feel it. So, in a way, I'd rather know it's there. (laughs) I feel like this is
0: so accurate. You're like, I'd rather know it's there. And I'm like, I'd rather turn a blind eye. I don't (laughs) need to know.
1: (laughs) I feel like it reflects our personalities.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Here's the thing I'd get a carpet if someone else would take care of it for me. That's
0: fair. And I do have to say I have a rug on my carpet as it stands, which is kind of pointless, but it's there as an accent piece because like I said, my, co- my carpet is kind of the color of cat vomit. And so, I mean, it's there. It looks nice. It is slightly more comfy than my carpet. So I could see why you like rugs.
1: I feel like this is totally, I love how you're like, oh, my problem with rugs is that they only cover under the coffee table, and I can't lie on them, and now you come clean and say you have a carpet and a rug. I do, okay, but in my defense,
0: I have my rug because my parents were getting rid of it, and I was like, I, I was looking for a rug to use in my space because, like I said, detract the attention from the color of the carpet and so i was like oh i'll just take it off your hands because it kind of fits with my color scheme anyway so i was like i'll just take it off your hands because they were gonna donate it so i was like okay whatever so that's why i have that rug it's not like i intentionally went and searched for that specific rug
1: i think this is like a whole thing to unpack i wonder what the consensus is of carpets on rugs
0: yeah okay to anybody who's listening to this Please email us at zillennialspodcast at gmail.com and tell us whether you are Team Carpet, Team Hardwood, and what your opinion is on rugs on top of carpets. Um, some other things that I really like. I really like antiquey looking houses, especially ones that are like the Frank Lloyd Wright style with some with a little bit of like stained glass windows. I think that those are really pretty to give you all who are listening an idea of like the style of stained glass window that I'm talking about. It's ones that aren't really cloudy, like you can still see through the window, but it might be that the glass is tinted a little bit pink in some areas and has like a little flower design and stuff like that. So you can still see through the window, but it's just a little something to add a little bit more like charm and interest to your house.
1: I have two things. One, I feel like I don't know what my preference is for the exterior of houses because sometimes I'm like, I don't like, I know I don't like like the super modern ones, Um I think I like the exterior looking a little older, but I like my inside stuff to be more modern. But the second thing I thought of when you were talking about the colored glass, one thing I think is really cool about my mom's house is that it came with this stained glass window. It's like a small one, but it's there's a stained glass window in the living room. Yeah, I feel
0: like it's just a really interesting thing to have on your house. Like it's not necessary by any means, but I think that it's just like a really beautiful and traditional thing to have on your house. I actually volunteered for a little bit slash kind of interned at a place that restored stained glass windows. And just seeing how they did it was also just incredibly fascinating. If you are looking for A good stained glass window. This is like my shameless plug for them because they did teach me a lot. Um, Bill and Rose Jarecki, who own Gallery's Choice, they have a lot of really great stained glass knowledge and they run some classes. So I don't know if you want to look them up. I would highly recommend it. But um, I really like the stained glass windows on the houses just because I think that they add like a little bit of color and a a little bit of old timey flair. And then another thing I would totally love to have in my house, which is ironic because I kill every plant that I um, ever have, is like a little greenhouse area. So I could grow like tomatoes year round and just grow some food for myself. I think that that would be really fun. I feel like I'd like some sort of area in my house to just like grow a couple of plants, especially ones that are like herbs or like anything that can be used in cooking, because that's something that I'm I've really been becoming more interested in is growing your own food at like the smaller level and having a garden, because that's something that my family never really did growing up. Like we had a garden full of flowers and green plants, but we never had food that we grew. And I think that that's just a really cool idea. And I really like the idea of if you do grow your own food, you can go and you can share it with your neighbors And I just think that that's really nice and it's a good way to kind of become closer with the community around you. So we have a little bit more to cover or a little bit more to talk about. So one of those things that I kind of wanted to talk to you all about was some things that are going out of style. I agree with some of these and others I absolutely do not. So one, Lian, is that farmhouse chic or that contemporary country style that you really like the one with like a little bit more like distressed wood and like those doors that are on the runners like i think they're called barnyard doors that from an article that i read they said that that's going to kind of go away this year
1: well you know it's kind of funny is like i don't really like the barnyard doors <laughs> no i like them <laughs> i just kind of like regular doors um It's not that, okay, it's not that I don't like them. It's just I wouldn't have them in my house. Like, I just want regular doors. See, I like them
0: because I feel like they can give a more industrial feel, especially when they're on, like, the black runners and you've got, like, this aged wood. And then you can have, like, other things in your house that don't necessarily have to read that kind of contemporary country feel. Like, I feel like those doors can be used in a variety of ways. And so that's kind of why I
1: like them. Actually I have an idea I think I don't like them as like room Divider doors but I think it would be Really cute as a pantry door Ooh I could see that Cause I think in a pantry I'm not actually Trying to block out any sound or anything And It would be cute like you just slide it Over go get your spices and your beans And then you just slide it back Okay so I see so you're more so like I
0: like it to kind of divide And organize the space rather than Serve as a functional door
1: yeah, so, like, I think it could go the same way as, like, maybe, like, like for a linen closet or something, but I don't want it to, like, be a bedroom door.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I would agree. I don't think I would necessarily want it as, like, a bedroom door. Like, honestly, a bathroom door might be okay, but aside from that, like, it would have to be in specific situations. Like, I don't think I'd want that to be the door to my bedroom.
1: Okay, you know it would be so cute? You know how some bathrooms have the toilet separated from the shower? It'd be so cute if it was the door for the toilet room. I've never
0: been in a place that has the toilet separated from the shower. That's a thing. I've
1: seen that before where it's like the shower is its own room and it, or in the room. And then like the bathroom has like a mini room for the toilet, which I think is so like, I don't know. Like if you were going to the bathroom, someone could still take a shower. Like, I'm not exactly sure the point. Or it could also be the point because like bathrooms can get kind of dirty. So it's like it keeps the toilet like contained. Oh, okay. Okay. Got you. Interesting.
0: I could see that.
1: Another thing that is supposedly
0: going out of style are, and I think I already kind of touched on this one a little bit, are gray and white kitchens. They say that those are actually going to be replaced with ones that have color. So like indigo blue or green will kind of take over that trend, which I think that white kitchens are going to be pretty timeless for a long time. I think that blue or green kitchens can work it's just a matter of making it look expensive
1: i think i would just stick with white i mean here's another thing i really love um natural light and like the big windows and stuff and i feel like i don't know i'm sorry trends like i just want my kitchen to be bright
0: and happy that's fair and they do say that in terms of like if you're designing a room, if you paint it a dark color or have a lot of it as a dark color, it will make the room feel a lot smaller or more enclosed. So I can definitely see what you're saying about having it stay sort of light and airy.
1: Yeah. And I think those kind of darker, more like makes it smaller colors would be kind of good for more of a bedroom situation where you want to be kind of cozy. But I think for the main living spaces, I I want it to be kind of open and light. See, I disagree with you. I don't
0: think I would want a darker color in my bedroom. I think that would really bother me because then I'd feel like
1: I'm going into, like, my little bat cave. Like, I don't know. It's just, I don't think I'd like it. I don't think I'd do it. I wouldn't paint my room darker. But I just, as for, like, I don't know, for my hypothetical person, I feel like that makes more sense to me than, like, why would you want your living space to look smaller? That's fair.
0: Or, like, I feel like if you have a side room that's not one of those major rooms that you're going to be in all the time. I feel like I could justify making that darker because it's a room that's kind of like bonus. Like I don't use it that much. Another thing that they say is going out of style is mid-century modern. So for mid-century modern, this is a design that became popular in the 1940s and the world has kind of been obsessed with it ever since. Um, So it involves a lot of like clean lines, minimalistic things. A lot of the times I see like natural wood or wood with like gold, black, or white on it. Um, And it was popularized by designers like Florence Knoll and Arnie Jacobson. Personally, I don't think that mid-century modern is out of style yet. I feel like for the grand millennial style that they say that's coming in, I feel like it's kind of like if mid-century modern and older styles had like a baby. I feel like that's kind of what that grand millennial style is. So I feel like it's just taking a new form.
1: I feel like I've never had a good grasp of what mid-century modern actually is. Um, I don't think it's my style necessarily, but I i just said I also don't fully understand it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's. I feel like
0: there's a lot of different things that you could classify under mid-century modern, but it is kind of like something that's a little bit harder to put that definition on. I feel like... Or like to look at and say, oh, yes, this is definitely mid-century modern, especially because I look at like you and me and obviously like neither of us are trained interior decorators or anything like that. It's just something we do as like leisurely, if you will. But I think I think the couch that I got from Facebook Marketplace would be considered mid-century modern, especially after I took off the skirt that was along the bottom, which By the way, if you ever get like an old couch and it's got that skirt around the bottom and you don't like it, all you have to do is get a screwdriver and you can pop out all the staples and then you can take that skirt off and it makes your couch look a million times better. So if you're someone who's looking for a DIY thing and you see like an old couch or an old chair like that, very, very easy to fix. Highly recommend.
1: That's pretty cool. Should we start wrapping it? We could. Kaylee, what are we going to
0: be reading for our next book club? For our next book club, we're going to be reading Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking by Susan Cain. And that episode will be coming out on April 5th. So feel free to read along and contribute to that discussion.
1: We hope you enjoyed our discussion on interior design, apartment decor, and If you have any thoughts that you would like to share with us, please feel free to contact us on email or Instagram and leave us a review. You can find us at Zillenials Podcast on Instagram or email us at zillenialspodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to hit the subscribe button and stay a while. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.